Hey everybody, I'm actually on the road today for the first time, really since my mother was hospitalized toward the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, yesterday I did an event here in Louisville, Kentucky for the family of Brianna Taylor and I'm um, doing another event with them today and actually didn't plan on doing a new episode of The Breakdown and didn't bring my podcast equipment. But then late last night, as me and many other organizers and activists were literally with the family of Breonna Taylor, we learned of the horrible police shooting of Jacob Blake. I want to take some time to break down what I know, what I think is next, and where we go from here. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Yesterday was was really a, a beautiful day here in Louisville. You know, I'm from Kentucky originally. I when I grew up, you know, I grew up in a small town outside of Lexington, Versailles, Kentucky. And when I was a kid and we would travel to Louisville, that was the big city for us. <laughs> so when we would one, it seemed like the trip from Versailles to Louisville seemed like it was an all-day trip. It was an hour. <laughs> it's an hour away from where I grew up. But as a kid who never really drove for an hour, like we, we hardly left town when I was a kid. You know, the trip to Louisville seemed like, man, this place is a long way away. But it's really, it was literally only an hour away, which in New York... It could take you an hour to go 10 miles from from Manhattan to Brooklyn. But but back then, it just seemed like it was forever away. And uh, today and yesterday to be here with the family of Breonna Taylor and working with uh, my friends, the, the brilliant activists and organizers of Until Freedom, uh, our organization, the Grassroots Law Project, is here Myself and Lee Merritt are here to to support um, many families, including families that we represent at the Grassroots Law Project. Many of them will be here today. We're having a press conference with the family of Breonna Taylor, the team from Until Freedom and others, just to continue really to demand justice for Breonna. But yesterday was yesterday was different. It was a it was a beautiful day. The weather participated. And we had a community barbecue that was put on by the team at the uh, at Until Freedom. And all of Brianna's family was there, happy and lighthearted. Um, Brianna's boyfriend, Kenny, and all of Kenny's family was there having a phenomenal time. We 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 laughed. We joked. Um, You know, everybody was able to let their guard down. There was music and food and, and and giveaways, and it was just a beautiful moment. But in, in the background of my mind, of course, I talked, you know, frequently with, the, with Brianna's family and Kenny and Kenny's family. And so in the back of your mind, even though you're listening to music, you're eating barbecue, and it was a super, super sweet time and everybody was happy but in the back of your mind you know 
you're there because police murdered somebody. And literally while we're there at the park, you know, it's I'm there. You know, civil rights attorney Lee Merritt, my friend and brother, we're there. Tamika Mallory's there. Linda Sarsour, my son, Angelo from Until Freedom. And when people are killed by police, they reach out to us. So here we are trying to have a moment where we love on and celebrate this family and this community that's so impacted by police violence. And people from Kenosha, Wisconsin, began reaching out to us. And I have to be frank, it reminded me of when people reached out to me six years ago from Ferguson, Missouri. In fact, yesterday, Tori Russell, who was a frontline organizer and activist from Ferguson, was there with us yesterday. And when people from Ferguson started reaching out to me six years ago after the murder of Mike Brown, I remember thinking, like, I've never heard of Ferguson. And I don't really know that I've heard of Kenosha. It's, um, I may have seen it before, maybe. Um, I don't think so. And I didn't even immediately know where it was, but it's, it's about 45 miles south of Milwaukee. And it's, it's really between... There's a drive that people take all the time between Chicago and Milwaukee. And it's not ha- not halfway, but almost halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee, closer to Milwaukee. And it's on Lake Michigan. And people began reaching out and uh, an attorney from Kenosha reached out. People who lived in Kenosha started reaching out and people who saw my work and and Lee's work and the work of all the Until Freedom crew. And so almost immediately, we all just began getting DMs and text messages and emails saying something horrible has happened here in Kenosha. And they sent us this video. And at the time, at first, we didn't even know. We didn't know the name of the brother. Eventually, people told us the man's name was Jacob Obviously, we later came to know him as Jacob Blake. And like most of the country, as I saw a police officer grab Jacob and shoot him seven or eight times in his back, my assumption was that Jacob was dead. And I couldn't imagine any other scenario where he wasn't dead. And, you know, family and friends... Uh, and and an attorney working with the family of Jacob Blake eventually reached out to us and said, no, no, he is he is fighting for his life. They they sent Jacob on a life flight from Kenosha to Milwaukee. And what's wild is that a city like Kenosha has all the money and all the resources to shoot this man, but doesn't even have a hospital with the capacity to care for him. And thankfully they were able to, I just couldn't believe that he made it. You know, thankfully he was able to make it to the hospital, uh, had emergency surgery there in Milwaukee at at a trauma center that's 
capable of handling gunshot wounds and having worked on hundreds of cases over the years, most hospitals aren't trauma centers that are highly skilled at handling gunshot wounds. Gunshot wounds are brutal. They rip through your flesh and bones and organs. And a lot of places just don't have the teams, the the blood, the systems, the surgeons that are highly skilled in caring for those very specialized types of wounds. Now, you go to any hospital and they'll try to save your life, of course. But some places are acutely qualified to uh, to do such a thing. And thankfully, he was able to get to a trauma center in Milwaukee. And he, as of this morning, Monday morning, is still alive, still in ICU, and is, is still fighting to make it. And um, we hope and pray and believe that he is going to live. Um, as you've heard, and it is true, he was shot right there in front of his babies. Um, Jacob is 29. He goes by Jake. His father goes by Jacob. Uh, Jacob is his name, but he goes by Jake. We, he'll probably always be called Jacob at this point. You know, a 29-year-old father who was crazy about his kids. And our understanding is that he was literally there as a peacemaker, breaking up a fight between some other people. It wasn't even him. And police began hassling him. And he has his young babies in the car. And just decides, like, listen, I'm leaving. You know, I'm getting out of here. I don't, I don't have nothing to do with this. I don't want no trauma. I'm going to get in my car and leave. And I understand like, yeah, sometimes I say, it's like, listen, I don't need this trouble in my life. Um, Jacob actually has a job as a security guard. And he's like, listen, I know a bad situation when I see it. He literally was going to go over to his driver's seat and, and leave this place. And he didn't need to be there. And the police didn't need him to be there. And the officer, as you can see, literally walks up to Jacob and just begins unloading on him casually. Like as if it was nothing. And they can't argue that um, Jacob took off or was going to run them over or they can't argue that Jacob was some enormous threat or danger to society. It was none of that. It was it was nothing that required that type of brute force. And, you know, I've, I've got to run. We we're getting ready for this press conference. But I just want to say You've heard me say it before. This system is not broken. It was built to function this way. It was built as a tool of oppression. It was built to do exactly what it's doing. And it was it was built to terrorize particularly black communities. That's exactly what it's doing. It's exhausting. It's infuriating. And, you know, I said it last night and you can hear me say it with my own voice. No, I'm not going to call for peace. Not at all. No. Stop asking us to be calm. Stop shooting a man seven times in his back and then say, chill out. No, no, no. People are not going to chill out. 
we, this system needs to be completely dismantled. And yes, we're calling for justice for Jacob Blake. But in addition, we, we need more than just this officer fired and arrested. We're, we're here to dismantle these systems altogether. Listen, I've got to run. Sorry for the audio quality today. I'm literally just recording on the voice memo of my phone. But just wanted to hear, uh, just wanted you to be able to hear and connect with what we know and what's next. Um, I'm going to connect with their attorney here literally as soon as I hang up. And uh, I'll circle back with you all as soon as I learn more. And uh, I'll be back in the podcast studio tomorrow. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. It's the pathway to freedom that's leading to the North Star. Hey, it's Nikki. And Maria Elena, hosts of the North Star's newest podcast, America the Voiceless, a podcast that's about the right to vote and the fight to vote. We believe that all Americans have a voice, but far too many Americans hit roadblocks when it comes to casting their votes. In America the Voiceless, we hear from lawmakers, historians, activists, and everyday people as we unpack the barriers some Americans have to overcome to make sure their voices are heard during the voting process. You can listen to a new episode of America the Voiceless every Thursday this fall. All episodes are available on the Northstar.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. America the Voiceless. Break it down. Break, 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 break.